This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And today we're reviewing an art exhibition. It's called Landscapes Between Before and After by Blank Malaysia. That's happening at the Allianz Francaise until the 17th of November. And joining me for today's review is arts writer Mira Sharon. Mira, good to have you with us. Good to be here, Shamila. Thank you. So let's first maybe set up what the exhibition is, right? So uh, Blank Malaysia, of course, is an artist who has his roots in urban art, in street art. And this is in some ways uh, an extension or even an expansion of that background because the exhibition is largely to do with spaces and landscapes and the evolution of these and I'm going to try, I think, quite badly describe what the works are. They are sort of tablets or even um, what resemble concrete slabs, uh, mixed media works that are inspired by various images and archival uh, recordings of our landscapes and how they've evolved over time and the way that they've changed. Um, and according to the, the notes that come with the exhibition, these are inspired by various works of academics uh, that come, that work within the space of memory sites, um, particularly Pierre Nora uh, from France, who's done a lot of work on this idea of how social and cultural changes are reflected in our landscape. But the works themselves, as I said, are quite abstract and work a lot with texture and colour and so on. And basically what we get in this exhibition is a series of these, what I'm going to refer to as tablets. So Mira, what was your initial impression of the exhibition? I mean, what did you go in expecting and what did you think when you saw it? Okay, so I think the main thing that was intriguing to me at first was the title because, you know, it's titled Landscapes Between Before and After. So I felt it was a title that was captivating enough for an audience to be like, oh, I'm interested to know what this is like, but also vague enough for you to have that element of mystery. Mm. And um, when I went in there, if I'm being honest, I because it's in a very public space, I initially couldn't find the exhibition and um, I had to ask around. But the exhibition is very much integrated into the community of people that are there. And um, yes, I was very intrigued by the textures of the artwork because, as you mentioned, it resembled slabs of concrete. And the textures were very interesting. The colours were very interesting. And yeah, I think it was a very good first impression. I agree also that in terms of the space, I was a little, I still am a little uncertain about whether the space necessarily worked for these pieces. Um, I also went in and it took me a bit of time to figure out where the works were being shown. I've been to Alliance Francaise for other exhibitions before, so I think that helped. Um, mm -hmm. I also wasn't sure whether there were more works or just the ones that were on the first floor. But yes, I, I agree that actually for me also, the name was very intriguing. Um, the fact that we're talking about landscapes, but in a, a very abstract sense. And the works themselves, of course, also are, as I said, abstract, but they come with uh, these QR codes that are mounted next to each series. And then you can you can watch videos that are, in many ways, not 
not directly linked to the work sometimes, but form a sort of larger idea of changing landscapes, of um, development, of post-colonial uh, versus colonial history. And, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I do think, though, that as an exhibition, it requires a lot of uh, context. And it requires a lot of directing the audience towards a particular understanding or meaning. Because if you just walked in um, with very little idea of what this is, I don't know if it's necessarily super accessible or understandable. Yes, I agree. So I would also add that if you know someone was walking into the art space and they had no idea that an exhibition was going on, they probably would have not have realised mm. it in the first place. You, know? you and I probably realized it because we were going there for the exhibition but yeah when I went there too you know there was some kids having a dance recital and there were people drinking coffee so it was a very it, there was a lot happening in the space over there yeah let's talk about the pieces themselves first before we um, expand and talk about the connection between the themes and the videos and so on um, what did you make of the actual works because I have to say that these are the kind of works in that very cliched exhibition attending way the more time you spend with them the more time you stand and look at them and try and figure out what they might be the more interesting I found them because at first glance they're actually quite easy to miss they're not huge works in themselves um, but each series which is sort of grouped roughly by colors um, the textures that each of them have you know I'm, I, I found myself trying to look for maps in the in the tablets I found myself trying to look for shapes of buildings or mm -hmm. shapes of, of, of soil for instance yeah. um, and that I, I found quite intriguing and quite enjoyable yeah so I think what you said is perfectly right like they were grouped into colors right and they all had very similar textures so they all resembled concrete and it was as if you tore apart some slab of concrete and he stuck it on the wall and painted it but yes it was all grouped according to color and yes just like you I was I too was looking for detail within those um, slabs and I was wondering oh you know what what is the meaning behind this color or why this gradient or you know why why does this look like lava and why does this look like soil? So I agree with you. I would have preferred a bit more context or a bit more description to what was going on. The, the colours are, are great, though. I really liked um, the way in which, uh, you know, you have one set that's kind of red and, and a little bit more emotive in, in some sense. It feels yeah. angrier or um, and in, in, in that case in particular, there was also a link to the video that uh, you can you can watch that accompanies it. Yeah. Um, then there are others that are a little bit more subdued. There's a whole uh, whole series that's much more sort of a cool grayish purplish yeah. kind of tone. Yeah. yeah waves right yes yes absolutely um yeah. and so there's just in terms of uh if you're someone who enjoys abstract art if you are mm -hmm. someone who enjoys the, the the ways in which color can evoke meaning and emotions and ideas i think there's a lot here for you to enjoy um i was wondering uh, how you actually personally use the video function because uh, obviously the idea here is that you can scan the qr code and you can watch the video that's linked to each series as you're going through the exhibition. Um, is that what you ended up doing? Because me personally, I did it at the exhibition, but I also saved the videos to go home and watch later. 
Yeah, I did. So I watched a few videos on the by scanning the QR, but I did take pictures of the QR code so I could watch them later because, you know, they're very short videos and to consume all that information and all that media all at once was, it could be a bit overwhelming, but so I did save it. But I do wish they had a mounted screen over there so that the videos could be on a loop or you know, so I wish the videos were displayed there, basically. Oh, I, I, I agree as well. Actually, I was I was wondering why that wasn't made as a choice, Um, whether it was, uh, you know, a limitation of budget or space or whatever. I'm not sure. But I would also have really liked to see the videos just running on a loop next to the works or, or under the works or something like that, because the needing to scan and then watching it on your phone for me... um. It worked on some levels because the idea of sort of standing in front of these works and having the personal, intimate connection of watching something on your phone on some level did work. But then on the other hand, it also got a little bit, because the space is not private, because there are people walking around doing a whole bunch of other things. um, I found myself also getting distracted. I didn't necessarily want to stand in one place and stare at my screen for two minutes at a stretch. Yeah, I So that, I think, changes how you feel about the works. Yes. And like what you said, because there's quite a few videos, I think there's about 11 videos. You know, you don't want to just be standing in front of an artwork for 11 times watching a video. While the child is running around and almost crashes into you. Exactly. Or while children are out there having a dance recital. It's it's a bit distracting. Yeah. But I do agree that the videos did tie it all together very well. I want to talk more about the videos after this, um, but we are talking about landscapes between before and after. It's an art exhibition that's happening at the Allianz Francaise. It's by Blank Malaysia and it's happening till the 17th of November. Let us know. Have you checked it out? Um, Do you like works that engage with landscapes with our built environment, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm joined today by arts writer Mira Sharon. And together we are reviewing Landscapes Between Before and After by artist Blank Malaysia. It's on until the 17th of November at Alliance Francaise. And I um, wanted to pick up where we left off. We were talking about the videos and how they uh, link to the artworks themselves. Um, what did you make of the videos? Did any in particular stand out to you? What did they add to the experience of the works? Um, so I definitely love how he or Black Malaysia used post-colonial and pre-colonial videos. So, you know, there were videos from Singapore, um, Malaya, Kuala Lumpur, all in the 1800s. And that was really interesting because it's and he also included videos of, you know, Kuala Lumpur today, Malaysia today, um, the streets of Malaysia and all that. And I think it was very interesting to see because essentially the exhibition is all about landscape. So I like that he added that because you see how the landscapes change and evolve over time. And I think it adds a really nice touch to his work. Yeah, one of my favourite series or one of my favourite loops of videos was actually one which was uh, sort of blue toned and um, had a lot of these images that were pre-colonial images of uh, British Malaya. Um, Yes. There was something very melancholic and and sort of reminiscent of a different time, but also looking very familiar. I, I loved yeah. the, I loved that one. Um, there's another one actually, which was very simple. It's just a loop of what 
looked to be like census records. I'm not 100% sure what they're supposed to be, but it's sort of a a card with a series of numbers on it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and that to me was very intriguing because obviously it was some method of record keeping, um, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And it made me curious. It made me want to know more about the ways in which we store information and the ways in which that information then goes on to shape how we remember things, um, how we might use that later to plan, right? Um, and, and, and shape the landscapes that we live in. So, um, as you said earlier, I actually just really do think that the videos um, could have had more of a presence uh, with the works rather yes. than yes. just something that you consume on your phone or perhaps some people may not, right? Because you said 11 videos, not everybody would have the, I suppose, the inclination to go through each video. Yes. Yes. And also with the QR code just being there, you know, there was no indication that, oh, watch these videos or there was no sign telling people to do that. I feel like a lot of people would have also overlooked it and not seen the QR code potentially. So I said at the beginning that this this exhibition needs uh, more context or perhaps a little bit more guiding. Uh, Do you think overall it needs, because, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of the markers of your regular exhibition in that the works themselves don't come with explanations. Um, Neither is there much of a, in fact, there there isn't any description given in terms of how the works link to the videos. Was that a challenge for you? Do you think that it would have worked better with more signposting? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I feel it was one of those exhibitions where almost all of it is up to personal interpretation. You know, I mean, yes, you can watch the videos and they do give a bit of insight to what's happening. Like, I remember there was a video um, of desks, right? They looked like school desks and they were red mm. and they really resembled one sequence of the artworks. So in that, in a case like that, yes, it would, it, it helped with the interpretation, but I feel otherwise it, I felt a bit stuck, you know, like it's like, oh, is what I'm thinking correct? Is there another meaning to it? I was left with those questions. Yeah, and I think it can be a little intimidating or or, or confronting for an audience or an exhibition goer who's perhaps not as primed for something so abstract, Um, you know, and and I'm a big fan of artworks and exhibitions, not necessarily being easy, uh, but I think making it easy for the audience to have an entry point. Um, And I I wish that because I actually enjoyed these works a lot, uh, but I recognize that even for me, it took a little bit of work and a little bit of joining the dots. And to be honest, a little bit of conversation with the artist uh, to to understand what the works were. Um, So I I do think that having a little bit more signposting would would help. Um, I was wondering overall about the theme, um, the idea of landscapes, the idea of memories. Um, How did that come through for you in the works? I feel like it really did showcase landscapes in Malaysia because, you know, it showed the different textures, the different types of landscapes. And, you know, he didn't, from the videos, he didn't just reserve it to buildings or anything. There were things like desks and streets you know he showed all elements of landscapes and I think it from the with the videos with the help of the videos and with this conversation I'm having with you it certainly does tie it up and show that yes he is covering landscapes and he is covering it from different eras as well you know there's the pre-colonial and post-colonial and so I think I I got that message from him yeah I I enjoyed 
very much how the works literalized this notion of memory, right? Um, because uh, memory in the context of what this exhibition is trying to do is not just physical, but it can also be uh, things that we may remember, not necessarily remember the right way. Um, you know, it can be vague, it can be subjective. Um, it also has to do with things like names or symbols or monuments. So there's a lot that is packed into what is a relatively simple or, or seemingly simple piece of work. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I liked how simple things can evoke so much, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked how the colours of the works helped me think about Malaysian soil. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it reminded me actually of this geography textbook I used to have when I was in school, where each layer of soil was a different color. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. 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 And and uh, I mean, I don't know if it was particularly intentional, but going around the exhibition, it kept reminding me of that graphic um, from my childhood. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked the textures, which also somehow felt very organic and very local. It reminded me of rocks that you can see when you go to perhaps a, a waterfall that I remember yeah. from when I was younger. So it's it's quite. Interesting that way. And I think that if you allow yourself... So two things, right? We did say that to understand the the sort of more complex meanings of this exhibition, and there's a lot of work that's been put into the, the back end of it, the research and so on, you do need a little bit of guiding. But I think if you go in telling yourself... I don't have to understand all this complicated stuff. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I'm just going to see what the work says to me. Um, I think there's a different way to experience that. That is maybe a, little, a lot less pressure. Yes. Okay. So you go in as a blank canvas. You, yeah. you have no expectations. You have no... And like, what does, what does this say to me? What does this color remind me of? Um, you know, what okay. does this texture uh, bring out in me? Um, and I think that that is a different way to take in this exhibition that perhaps may be a little easier given the way it's also being shown. Yes, because of the the not much context that we're mm. getting from it. But another thing from this exhibition which I took is that he, the artist sort of showed that landscapes evolve with time, you know, from the series mm. of videos. And even in those short snippets itself, like uh, I don't know if you remember, there was one video of a construction site. Yes. Where they were building, I think it was the... 118 building. That's right, yeah. And, um, you know, he showed the whole evolution of the landscape, you know, from the construction site to the building itself. And it kind of shows that even the construction site itself was a landscape on its own. And I think I think that was quite a nice touch to it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed particularly the videos that linked it to more modern um, sites or construction or yeah. um, parts of the city that you might even recognize from today, because I think that helps create that link between the pre-colonial Malaya to what yeah. Malaysia is becoming today. Yes, um, we are running out of time, but Mira, very quickly, would you recommend this exhibition to people? Of course, definitely. Yeah, but like what you said, go in with an open mind. Uh, and then allow yourself to, I think, ask questions and uh, perhaps read the program notes and see what how that resonates with you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Mira. Thank you for having me. We've been reviewing Landscapes Between Before and After by Blank Malaysia. That's showing at the Alliance Francaise until the 17th of November. And for more information, you can head on over to alliancefrances.org.my and let us know, have you been to it? Is this the kind of art that appeals to you? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
You've been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.